So one of the things I've always tried to do on this show is to show people that there's so many different ways to deal with stress, anxiety, fatigue, any type of mental health issues that we just need to learn how to cope. I don't think there's anyone in the world that can just stay away from something that affects them mentally. But what we need to understand is there's so many ways out there that we can help ourselves from mindfulness activities to meditation to journaling to running to walking to so many things. I'm really happy about the show today because I get to talk to somebody who brings in yoga therapy as another way that we can help ourselves. Let's start the show. Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of the Relatively Normal Podcast. I am your host, Mark Paisant. Thank you so much for being a part of the show. This is your first time listening. Welcome. I hope you find this helpful, intriguing, fascinating. I don't know. So many other words I can think of right now. If you've been with me for a while, maybe since the beginning, thank you so much for being a part of the show. As always, you can hit that link in the show notes or head over to anchor.fm to become a paid subscriber to the show for as little as 99 cents a month. That's crazy. You can support me for less than a dollar. Of course, I'd like $5, $10, whatever. But if you want to listen for free, just share it with your friends. I appreciate it that. So we have a really good show for you this week. As always, the show is brought to you by 6am run and 6amrun.com. Head over to that website to get 20% off of your first order or hit that link in the show notes and it'll take you right there. So this week we have Anissa Hudak who is going to join us and talk to us about yoga therapy. What I like so much about this is that she has an intriguing story. She has trauma in her past. She is a survivor. I will let her talk about that. But what she has done is she's found something that not only helps her, but helps others. And Like I mentioned, one of the things about this show that I want people to understand is that there's so many ways to help yourself. There's so many ways to help others. And I've mentioned this before, um, yoga and I do not have a great relationship. (laughs) I've tried it a couple times and man, it is a workout. But it does work for those people that stick with it. Now, Anissa, she 
recently focused her efforts to working with women who have been sexually traumatized to help them deal with their PTSD and other trauma-related issues. She is a two-time rape survivor, and she understands the needs of these women and helps to, helps them navigate their healing journeys. And I love the fact that she puts it that way as a healing journey. Because nothing can happen overnight. Nothing happens immediately. And a lot of the times we need help. Even those times where we can't say out loud that we need help. There are people like Anissa that want to help people. I will say this right now. Um, Whatever trauma you have in your life, whatever you have been through, first, you're not alone. You are not alone. There are so many people out here that want to help you. There are so many people out here that have the ability to help you. And if you're listening right now and you haven't tried yoga therapy and you've tried some other things and they haven't worked, why not try yoga therapy? Why not reach out? And I think it, it just it has to be said that there's so many people in this world that want to help you. There's so many people in this world that are rooting for you. There's so many people in this world that have been through what you have been through. And that's not to diminish what you've gone through. That's to let you know that people have empathy for what you've gone through in your life. People want to help. People can help. So... Just take a moment, sit down, do some breathing, make sure you're in a quiet place, and ask yourself, what do you need right now? And ask yourself, am I ready to be helped? Because someone out here is ready to help you. So we'll be right back after the break, and we'll talk about yoga therapy. Thanks for listening to the show. Hey, thanks for listening to my podcast. I want to take a moment to talk about 6AM Run and 6AMRun.com. If you have followed my mental and physical health journey, you know that I love to run. I believe it saved my life. That is why I want you to know about 6AM Run. With over 10,000 five-star reviews, it won't be hard for you to see why it's one of the highest-rated nutrition brands on the market. Their mission is simple. 6AM Run believes in improving everyone's physical ability to not only have motion, but stay in motion. All this while creating an amazing, supportive, surrounding community. With great flavors like watermelon, fruit punch, raspberry iced tea, and my personal favorite, pop and candy, you'll find out that it 
doesn't matter where you start, one block, one mile, or one marathon. 6AM Run products guarantee you finish. 6AM Run helps fitness enthusiasts through their unique, all-natural blends of hydrating nutrition. Their products provide the fuel needed to achieve breakthroughs in performance. In fact, 6AM Run sets the standard for nutrition. Check them out today by selecting the link in the show notes for an added 20% off of your purchase. I am sure you'll enjoy their products as much as I have. Now let's get back to the show. And welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for being a part of this. Like I said, I have a really good guest this week, and I think you will enjoy it. I have Anissa Hudak, and I, Anissa Hudak, she's going to say it. I think I said it right. But she's going to come and talk to us about yoga therapy and the differences between that and yoga and so many more things, so much more. Thank you so much for being a part of the show. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself for the audience? Hi, Mark. Well, thanks for having me on. My name is Anissa Hudak, and I am a yoga therapist. I work with folks who um, specifically have PTSD, trauma-related issues, and TBIs, traumatic brain injuries. So first question, and I think you probably get this all the time, um, you know, what is the biggest difference? What's the difference between yoga therapy and yoga? Somebody who says, hey, I'm just going to go decompress at yoga, but that's not really yoga therapy. What is the difference when you have to explain this to people? Well, if we were to look at yoga as a big pie and we split the pie in half, on one half, we have fitness-based yoga where you can go and you can decompress and you can work your body. And, um, you know, it's wonderful things like Ashtanga and Bikram and, you know, co-ed hot naked yoga and aerial yoga and all that kind of fun stuff, right? And then on the other side, we have yoga therapy. And yoga therapy is very specifically uh, for folks who have a specific need. So we have yoga for cardiac rehab and cancer and MS and Parkinson's and arthritis and PTSD. And we work with those group of people very specifically. And when you say you work with a group of people, is it, are, are these sessions, do you have individual sessions? Are there you know, multiple people in these sessions? How many people do you usually work with at a time? It is both. It is one-on-one privates. It is also group. Um, I have worked with as many as 30 plus people in a group. Although that being said, I did have other people with me to help kind of keep an eye on folks and make sure that everybody was doing okay. Um, I generally like seven to 10 people, no more than 10 at a time. I would assume that any any more than 10, if you're really trying to help people with yoga as therapy, that becomes kind of hard, I would, I would assume. It does. However, now that we're online, um, I can work with folks as many as 30 in a group. And I do actually, I'm able to keep an eye because it's right in front of me on a mm-hmm. screen. So um, yeah, that made it a little bit easier, but in person, no more than 10. Okay. 
All right, and um, you have recently kind of focused or refocused your efforts on working with women who have been sexually traumatized to basically help them heal through their PTSD and, and other trauma-related issues. And you yourself have been a victim of um, sexual trauma. So you kind of have that empathy towards them and helping them work through their trauma. But can you kind of talk about the trauma you've been through and, and, and how yoga has helped you? Well, sure. Um, I like to think of myself as a survivor, not a victim. Uh, I don't want to give anybody my power. They already took it once. Um, I would, I'm a two-time rape survivor. And when I was 18, I was date raped. Uh, and I did what everybody else does. I went to talk therapy because I thought that's what you were supposed to do. And I found that over the years, I kept going back to talk therapy to talk about really the same stuff. And it was kind of annoying. I never felt like I had any closure. Well, I guess about six and a half years ago, I was raped again. And at this point, I had my education. I knew what I was doing. I was already working with people on the mats in this capacity. And so I, I put on my clinician hat and I said, all right, you know, what would I tell my clients to do? And then I took my hat off and I said, all right, now it's time for me to get to work. And I'm blessed. My mat is my lifeline. It is my, um, my buoy. It, it keeps me afloat. It keeps, and, and yet it keeps me grounded. It is my best friend. Um, I am like Linus with my mat. I take it, you know, almost everywhere. Um, it is my best friend. It is my closest confidant. It doesn't talk back to me. It doesn't have an opinion. And it doesn't judge. And thank you for, for sharing that with us. And I know, um, actually, I don't know what that feels like. And, and, you know, but it seems like you're doing what you you have to do for you personally to, to just make it through this. I mean, this life is hard enough as it is. And you have to go through that um, has to be tough also. So the women that you that you assist and that you help um, is what kind of results do you see? What kind of progress do you see when they actually open up, use the yoga therapy and can work through that PTSD that they've gone through? You know, this healing journey is multifaceted. There isn't just one thing you're going to do. You have to do a multitude of things. Part of that is moving your body. And part of that is, you know, exercising your brain. And so yoga therapy works really well with talk therapy. And talk therapy works really well with yoga therapy. You, if you add in meds, if you, you know, so desire or need, that's great too. And there are other things that you can do to help you along your journey. Um, what, what kind of results have I seen? I've seen women come a long way. I've seen women feel comfortable in their own skin again. I've seen women who have had aha moments on their mats. And immediately I tell them, write it down and take that back to your talk therapist and unpackage it there. I am not a talk therapist. That is not my scope of practice. I am only there to help you move your body and move the trauma out of your body. That's my whole gig is helping you do that. 
And I appreciate that. And, and that, but there is a science behind it. Like there is a science behind the movements. There's behind, I mean, you already mentioned like how you feel and there's that, that mental aspect and that physical aspect of when you get on that mat, like there is something there. So there's a science behind what you're doing. Can you kind of explain that part of it? There are certain muscle groups in your body. Let me back up. We actually hold trauma in our bodies on a cellular level. However, they are concentrated in certain muscle groups. And so we are able to move those um, muscle groups to exhaustion. Now, you've gone to the gym once or twice maybe, right? Uh, yes. Uh, yes, I have. Thank you. Right. Yeah, yes, you have. <laughs> and have you ever had your muscles um, shake and quiver? That happened yesterday, actually, after a very hard training session. Okay. So we work those muscles in those muscle specific muscle groups to that type of exhaustion. And when we get that shaking going on, we know that they are releasing trauma. And so that's the whole science behind it is really getting folks to get to that ex um, muscle exhaustion type of situation. And is the, and I'm asking this mostly for myself, I'm sure for uh, people listening to, cause I'm truly curious the work that you do, is it more geared, and it could be both, but is it more geared to having, especially the women that you deal with that have been um, uh, survivors, as you said, not victims, survivors, um, is it more geared to having them be in a safe space where they're not thinking about what's happening to them, or it's more geared to them facing what's happened to them head on? It's actually about them not thinking about it. Now, that might occur, and I have no control over that. I mean, I have no control over anyone's thoughts. However, what we do in the class is, um, it's very unlike any other yoga class you would go to. You know, most are very you know, quiet and zen, and um, there's no real interaction. Well, in my class, it's the complete opposite. We are always talking, and it's usually about food. So you wind up being very hungry after my classes. Um, and it's interactive. You know, what do you do in this weekend? What are your plans? What did you do last weekend? You know, how did that, you know, bar mitzvah go? Or, you know, I mean, it's completely interactive because my scope is about moving the body, not initiating with the brain. I, you know, I can listen. I'm a human being and I can listen. However, I am not a talk therapist. And in the silence and stillness, that's where the scary stuff is. And so I've left, the, if I was to leave folks alone with their own thoughts, it would be scary. And so we talk. We do a lot of laughing. And, you know, that's why it is this way. And again, it's all science. It's all psychology, you know. Um, but again, we want to, we want to bridge the the brain and the body together because when you have PTSD the brain and the body are no longer talking to one another and so we are bridging that gap where yoga, uh, yoga it means to yoke the brain and the body together so that's what we're doing we're bringing that together in a way that's um, not scary that's really approachable for all people and I thank you so much for answering that because I, I really wanted to know about that um, uh, because it I guess there's different ways or, or that people cope and, um, you know, what you're doing is 
it seems like, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. It seems like you're trying to, your best to put people while working them out physically, to at the same time put them in the pla- put them in a place where they're comfortable. Like once they've been to a few of these classes, they know how it goes. They know the energy of the class. They know that it's going to be a safe space that people will laugh, that people will have good conversations while at the same time being on that mat getting that exercise so it seems like you're just trying to get people in a place where they're back to feeling comfortable in their own skin exactly yes it's um not easy and again there's a lot of science and psychology behind this you know um however it looks really easy i guess that, and that, that, and that's that's, the beauty of it. that's i mean that's the beauty yeah there's the beauty of it and i guess if they always say, you know, if someone becomes an expert or becomes good at something or um, is able to train people, um, then they make something difficult look easy sometimes. Now, from a layperson, for me looking at it, I may say, man, that looks really easy. But what I'm not seeing is the work you put in, the work everybody in the class has put in. And that's kind of why I, that's kind of where I want to go with this because you've put the work in, you've been a sexual assault victim or, or excuse me, survivor, and you've put the work in throughout your life, throughout your career to put yourself in this space. But, you know, when people leave your class, like they still have to do the hard work and that's got to be hard for a lot of people. Like one, they have to continue to come to class if they want to progress, if they want to get better. Um, and my first question would be, do you have people that come once and you don't see them again? Like they, it's just too much for them. Sure. Absolutely. Um, I have people who come because they want to try me. Um, and you know, that's great. I think that's wonderful. I generally ask them, you know, what are you looking for? And I might even give them suggestions of someone else to try that might be a better fit for their needs. Um, it's not about, I want all the people to be with me. It's about helping folks really find someone who meets their needs. That being said, you know, you're not the same person in six months, eight months, 12 months, 18 months. And so even though something doesn't work for you now, you need to continue to try things and go back and try things that didn't work before because you're a different person. And that's what I tell folks, especially if they choose not to come back to class, which is totally, you know, that's fine. I will tell them, try it again in six months or whenever you feel like you might be ready, because it may just be where you are in your journey. And that's totally cool. And I I like that because therapists, talk therapists say the same thing. Like they give the same type of advice where it's like, you might not want to open up now you might not feel comfortable now you might just want to try it but allow yourself to to progress allow yourself to be that new person in six months uh, you don't have to come to me like you don't have to go to th- this office but because the goal of either talk therapist or yoga therapist is ultimately to put this person in a better head space or physical space in the future like we can't change anything in the past as much as everybody wants to get that time machine and go back and do that one thing differently we can't 
we can't change that. So what I'm hearing is that you, you, and I hear from a lot of people who work in this space, whether it be yoga therapy or talk therapy, is that my goal is to make the person that I'm working with better. And better doesn't mean, you know, physically better or mentally better is just put them in a space that they are progressing versus where they were a day ago, a week ago, a month ago. So, and you know, for you, is there a way for you to track progress? Like, is there a way for you to set people up for success? Is, is, because I know everyone's different. I don't want to put you on the spot and say, yes, this is exactly what we have to do, but everyone's different. But is there a way that you can at least, you know, have people say, this is the best way for you to be successful in three months, in six months, in nine months? Is there a way you can do that? I generally meet with all of my clients. I talk with them about their specific needs. And then I revisit with them six months, you know, three to six months, whenever they, you know, feel like they need it. Generally, always six months. Mm -hmm. Um, unless they need it beforehand. And I go back to what it was that we talked about in the first meeting, you know, and how are you with this? How are you with that? Um, I generally talk about what are their major symptoms? You know, is it, uh, are you having trouble with sleep? Are you having hypervigilance, de depression, anxiety? You know, what, what are the main core symptoms that you're dealing with? And how can we help progress it so, you know, these aren't quite so daunting for you? And then when I check back in with them, you know, has, has the yoga therapy or has your talk therapy or combination of the both, have we helped you? You know, what's going on now? What do you feel are your major symptoms now? And things like that. So there is a way that I do track. Absolutely. Yeah. So, and we've talked a lot about this work you do with women. And I, I'd be remiss to ask, do you work with men too? Or do you see them in your class? Um, I've worked for years with, um, veterans, active duty and retired. And I loved my work with veterans. Um, they were a great group of people. I, I adored them. Um, the guys, especially they were, they were a funny group. Um, they would come in and they'd be like, Oh yeah, we're going to like, you know, um, stretch a little and then we're going to take a nap. And then I get them on the mats and I get them moving and they're like, this isn't what we expected. And then they would very quietly come up to me after class and say, oh, ma'am, that was really good. I, I feel better than I felt in a long time. I'll see you next week. Okay. And then, you know, after a couple of weeks, all of a sudden, you know, they'd start bringing their friends. Dude, you got to try this. This is totally cool. You're never going to expect this. This is great stuff, you know, and, <laughs> and I made believers out of them. And it was, it was wonderful. Um, as far as male um, sexual assault victims, no, I do not work with male sexual assault victims um, because um, I don't know their journey. I, I don't feel like I'm equipped to do so. And I certainly wouldn't combine both male and female right. um, sexual assault victim, uh, victims. I'm now, now you got me saying it. I apologize, uh, survivors. survivors. <laughs> <laughs> because, um, and you guys can't see this on video, but um, your cat has decided <laughs> to take over 
um, the podcast episode. So she is terrorizing me three times in a row. I've seen her walk past you in the last 30 seconds. So, um, maybe she wants to be the star of the show. So maybe off the book, book, good point. She, you know, I'll book her for a show next week. So just, yeah. I mean, we just live in her world, you know? My cat did the same thing. No, you're fine. My cat did the same thing on a work call this morning. So that was great. Um, Very nice. So, um, and I wanted to commend you because one of the things I wanted to talk about was making sure when people really face their trauma, dealing with someone who knows their journey or can at least empathize with their journey. And too many times... I've seen, especially there's a lot of things in this world that are still male dominated that may turn sexual assault victims off to getting the help that they need and deserve. And that's very self-aware of you in that space to say, you know, if I had to, I, I, I don't think I'm equipped to deal with male sexual assault survivors. And I don't think that happens enough in this space. I don't think it happens enough. And that's my personal opinion. I don't know what you think about it, but I think I, I wanted to commend you for, for saying that out loud and, and actually knowing that about the space that you work in. So thank you for saying that. Uh, I appreciate yeah. that. Thank you. I've also had a lot of um, trans folks mm. approach me and I actually, I, I turn them down and it's because they have different needs and I know I don't have the education behind me um, to really help them deal with what they're dealing with because they have um, other needs that I'm just not equipped to handle. And so um, they kind of get mad at me because they're like, but, but, and I'm like, but I don't, I don't have what it takes to help you. Right. You know, I would be remiss taking your money. Mm -hmm. And so um, I only work with women. I have I have no problem with that whatsoever. I think that's I think that's special. I think that's a, I think that says a lot about you, not as a, a teacher or a trainer or as a yoga therapist, but as as a human being. I said I think that says a lot about you. Um, but what I I kind of wanted to get back to the the men you did work with the vets and the the uh, servicemen. And for anybody listening, I think I mentioned I may have mentioned this before on this show. Maybe another one. I did yoga um, in my life for a total of, I think, 10 minutes, and I was sweating profusely, and it was a beginner course, and I was like, what the hell is going on? Like this, I didn't know. I, I Again, I may have been the person thinking, I'm just going to be doing some stretching, and you know, we're going to just have a good time, some kumbaya stuff, and five minutes in, like there is sweat beads dripping down me, so... I know there's someone listening to this that not only doesn't know what yoga therapy is, but really doesn't know what yoga does for you, what the what the purpose of yoga, what the what is involved in it. So if you wouldn't mind, just take a few moments just to explain exactly what the purpose of yoga is, what happens and and how people even get started doing yoga. Well, prior to becoming a yoga therapist, I was um, a a yoga instructor, and I actually had the opportunity to work with the Kansas State University football team. And these guys came in, and they were all cocky, 
yeah, 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 we're gonna, you know, stretch a little and, you know, take a nap or whatever. What is this ballet? You know, I mean, they were all full of themselves. And um, I think there were only three of them that finished the class, barely. By halfway through, a lot of them were just laying there in puddles and couldn't move. And afterwards, they all said to me, um, I don't know what this was, but you kicked our ass. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I did. And um, they were just blown away. They said, we practice in, you know, 100 plus degrees with full pads and everything. And you kicked our ass. Uh-huh. Yeah. I believe it. I believe it wholeheartedly. <laughs> it was really fun. I, I enjoyed it immensely. Um, they never came back to see me again. I, I don't know why. <laughs> um, <laughs> no idea. Yoga. No, no idea. No mean? idea why they didn't come back. That's, that's amazing. No, no, no. no, I think they were afraid of me. Um, so yeah, what is yoga? Yoga is this amazing, wonderful gift. And that's how I look at it. Yoga is a gift that we have been given. And it exercises our, our bodies while it exercises our minds. It frees our hearts. It's the most amazing thing that you could give to yourself. Now, that being said, physically, yoga was actually created for teenage boys. Mm. And so when you are an adult male or a female, um, sometimes the poses don't look the, maybe the way they could or should. Mm. And it's really about making the pose fit the body, not the body fit the pose. And so there's a lot of variations, a lot of alternatives to what a standard pose might look like. And um, so when you take that into context, okay, you know, this, this we call them asanas. This pose was really geared for a teenage boy. How am I going to make it look for me and be effective? Mm -hmm. And so it is an art form. It is a, a form of um, exercise. Mm -hmm. It can be. Um, but it really does a lot of things for a lot of different people. And I'm glad you kind of mentioned the, the, the form that's included with it because I, I know personally a lot of people, a lot of few people who have, who literally don't get into yoga because they feel they don't have the quintessential yoga body. And I think social media has kind of taken off with there, there's so many different sites out there to get this, um, you know, the yoga, specific yoga clothing. And of course, the models look a certain way. And then, you know, if you go on Amazon and just type in yoga, the the, you know, the the equipment they have for it now is is fairly you know, getting up there in price. So there's there's a lot of I think for something that can can be such a simple activity. Not that it's, you know, easy to do, but a simple activity. I think there's a lot of things in the world right now that are kind of, you know, making people, intimidating people, basically. So, you know, you being in that space for so long, if someone's kind of on the fence with yoga, they, they want to do it, but they don't want to, like, go to that class or they don't want to seem like they're in the wrong spot or they don't think they have the chops to do it. Like, what do you say to that person right now? 
Do it. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it. You heard it here first. All right. <laughs> um, so as far as like equipment, I would say, you know, in order to keep yourself safe, get a mat. You want a sticky mat. And that's generally what they're called, sticky mats. Um, you can get one for as cheap as like, you know, eight bucks at Marshall's. It doesn't have to be a $150 mat. You just need a mat. The mat provides you with um, obviously a, a, a good place to be able to plant your hands and they're not going to slip and move. Um, your feet the same. Um, but it also creates a boundary. It's a two foot by six foot place where you are practicing your yoga. And it's a boundary. And we need that. We all need that. That is probably the most important thing you need to, to have with you to accomplish this. As far as what class to go to, do not star in a hot yoga class. You will never go back. I know that people who have started in hot yoga classes and guess what? They, they never went back. They never went back. Yeah, that is a little bit more advanced. You want to work up to that. You know, um, you're not going to wake up tomorrow and run the Boston Marathon if you haven't trained. So you're going to do the same with yoga. You're going to start in, start in a yin class. Y-I-N, yin. Beautiful. Um, Ashtanga, Hatha, Vinyasa. These are all wonderful places to start. You're going to work up to the hot yoga. You're going to work up to the brick room. You know, aerial yoga, you're going to work up to that. The co-ed naked hot yoga, if you so desire, you might want to work up to that. So that should not be the first class you run into. Oh, <laughs> no, I would not recommend that. I haven't even been. That is, yeah, not, and that's not on my bucket list. Not, uh, nowhere near. But people mm -mm. can work, people can work up to it is what you're, is what you're saying. Like, just don't start there. Don't right. start there. Do yourself a favor. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, find out is your instructor, you know, how, how credentialed are they? Have they only taken one class and that deemed them an instructor? Or do they have a 200 level? Are they a 500 or a 300 level? Are they a yoga therapist? Do they have a thousand hours plus? You know, what kind of credentialing does your, fo your person have? Do they have insurance? Mm. You wanna make sure that they have insurance. This is important. This um, makes sure that you are safe and they are safe and everybody's covered. These are important things. And these are very good things to say and and even better things to listen to if you're if you're listening to this show. But um, you know, before before we wrap up, before I let you go, I, I want to get your take on on one more thing. We've kind of talked about, you know, you've kind of given some advice to help people who to get into yoga and possibly yoga therapy, but back to the the women who have been, you know, survivors of, of sexual assault. Um and you had mentioned how you had gone to talk therapy and, and we hear so many stories of terrible things happening to women and they stay silent because they don't want, you know, they feel ashamed. They feel like it was their fault. 
uh, society hasn't coming around hasn't come around yet to understanding that women's sexuality is you know for anybody other than that woman. And so there's someone listening to this who who may be working through that right now and hasn't talked to anybody, hasn't found a way to cope, is keeping it all inside. And as a survivor, what can you tell that person listening right now? Well, you can bury it as far down as you want, but at some point it's going to rear its ugly head, probably at the most unopportune time. And you're going to have to deal with it, whether you like it or not. And, you know, anyone with PTSD, they, they try to avoid dealing with it because it's scary and they're afraid and they're angry, but they're mostly afraid. And here's the bottom line is it's always going to be there unless you deal with it and you can't go around it or over it or under it. You have to go right through it and you have to deal with it. You would be, you will be far better off if you just dealt with it. However, it's scary. I know this. Trust me. I know this. And it's uncomfortable and nobody likes to do this work. This is not fun stuff. I mean, you know, I could think of much better things I would rather be doing with my time and energy than dealing with my shit. However, life is so much better on the other side when you take the time and you deal with it. You function so much better. Your relationships are so much better. Your life in general is so much better. And so finding someone who meets your needs, once again, if you're going to go to a talk therapist, make sure that they specifically deal with sexual trauma. Don't go to a family therapist. Don't go to someone who deals with, you know, family or marriage counseling. They're lovely people, probably very well educated to do what they do, but may not have the best expertise to help you deal with what you need to be dealing with. So find someone who deals with specifically sexual trauma. That would be my, my first word of advice. And literally, just do it. Get it over with. Because the sooner you do that, the sooner you can get back to actually living and not existing. I think those are some really wonderful words for somebody out there struggling with this. Because in, in, in a person on the outside looking in, you know, this person might do a great job of hiding it. They might do a wonder. They might be you know, the best actress award every year. But then that one day, that one minute, that one hour that they can't put that mask on anymore, it's going to come out. And, and like you said, any, any kind of trauma, any kind of PTSD, like your body is going to find a way, your mind's going to find a way for that thing to pop up. So it's always best to what I usually say, and people can take this however they want, what I usually say is, is I like to take control over what my trauma is. Like, I know, I know it's not going to be lovely to talk about. I know the work is hard, but I don't want it to decide the time frame of me doing it. I want to be the one that decides the time frame. Um, that gives me all the control back. At least I hope it does. So thank you so much for being a part of the show. So how, for, before you go, how do people get in contact with you? 
How do they find out what you're doing? How do they get some more information from you? Can you kind of plug what you're doing and where people can find you? Well, I am at traumahealingyoga.com. And uh, at my website, I have a free uh, body scan meditation that's available to people. Help uh, with sleep, help with uh, calming, especially if you've been triggered. Uh, And I'm kind of like a bad penny all over social media. Uh, Trauma Healing Yoga, you can find me like all over the place, you know, um, Facebook, the Instagram, you know, LinkedIn. Um, But I'm not groovy. I am not on like Snapchat or um, TikTok or any of that stuff. I'm not groovy. So just all the old mainstays, you know, Pinterest, whatever. Trauma Healing Yoga. Yeah, I've been I've been told to get more on TikTok and and I'm just I I hate to be the old man yelling at kids in my yard, but I feel like I'm becoming that person. So, um I just can't can't really get into I've tried, but I mean, I guess I've tried, right? So that's good enough, I think. Maybe. Well, so, I'll send you a Torino, you know. Okay. So uh... All right, and pronounce your name one more time for everybody cuz I didn't write it down. Pronounce your name one more time so everybody knows how to say it. Anissa Hudak. Anissa Hudak. H-U-D-A-K. So thank you so much for being a part of the show. I want to take this time again to just commend you and say thank you for being vulnerable. Thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for being very self-aware of the people that, you know, you can do the most work with, even if people get upset with you. Like you want to make sure that you set people up for success. So that, that takes a very intelligent and bold human being. So thank you for all the work that you're doing. I really appreciate you being a part of the show and you take care of yourself. Okay. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. And um, apparently so does my cat. Your cat does. So next week, next week we'll have the cat on. I appreciate that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Take care of yourself. Take care. Huge thank you to our guests this week, Miss Anissa Hudak, for coming on and just being extremely vulnerable, talking about what she has gone through, that she is a survivor, not a victim. I love that. And remember, if you're going to try yoga, yoga therapy, try to start with a class that does not include naked bodies or hot temperatures as always relatively normal is written produced and edited by me mark Paisant. and if you or someone you know is in crisis please contact the national suicide prevention lifeline by dialing 988 on any phone